Hey everybody, welcome to another video. Today's topic, our discussion point is going to be what, what do you do when they won't pay their part of the bills? This came as a, a email from a, from a coaching client. We were talking about uh, just different medical bills and, and how they weren't paying it. And <clears throat> I had said that, uh, you know, I had that problem early on and I thought it'd be a good, I thought it would be a good discussion point. So if you are struggling with your ex dropping bills on you and trying to figure out how to deal with it, maybe my story will help inspire you on how to, to deal with it in a different way. Or maybe you could at least learn some lessons from what uh, I went through uh, that you're probably going through because all of these stories are so similar and uh, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. So I'm going to go over a few points and uh, the main points on this are going to be understanding your emotions because that is a huge driver in all this. Talk about some of the things you can do that I did and how my perspective has changed throughout the years on this. Keep in mind, I've been doing this for over 11 years, so I've got a lot of time under my belt on this. But the first thing I just want to talk about is understanding your emotions. And probably, if you're like me, you're so frustrated that the person has created so much drama and chaos in your life and your children's lives that you are just so angry and bitter and frustrated at what's going on. And then whenever you start getting these bills that they're not paying or they're refusing to pay their part. And let me clarify here, I'm talking about in the court order, you know, your order to pay. I am not talking about whenever they're like, well, I want little Timmy to have horse, horse lessons and it's $10,000 a month and I don't care that you only make $2,000 a month. I want you to pay half. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about legitimate, legitimate expenses that uh, you either were ordered to pay or agreed to pay. So, and there's a difference between there's a difference between that and then also, because sometimes this is what will happen too. somebody will be like, oh, well, you know, little Timmy needs these medical procedures and it is court ordered and, uh, you know, it's out of pocket and you have to pay, you know, thousands of dollars. They, they do that type of crap. Anyways, so what ultimately ends up happening is, is they realize that it's a pressure point that causes a reaction with you. All right, so let me go back over to this. So they're going to do it for effect. In my situation, what my ex liked to do, which was, and I know I've talked about this in the past, but just as a refresher, what she would do is she would take the kids to a doctor's appointment. She would get the bill. She would ignore said bill and wait until it finally went to collections. And then she would write my information on the envelope and say, they are now at this address. Th this was so annoying because to the, so one, it was just annoying because then I would get these collection things that I knew nothing about. Keeping in mind, zero communications throughout this process, right? So it wasn't like, you know, hey, Dwayne, um, you know, here's a bill for $80. You know, it was 160, you, you owe half, you know, here you go. No, it wasn't that. It was, the whole bill for 160 that I was never told about 
And then when it went to collections, the whole thing was sent to me. I'm laughing now. I was not laughing back then. It was not fun. Uh, I was very worried about it. Uh, one of the things I put in here is anger, fear, and frustration. Anger that it was happening. Frustration because I felt completely trapped. Uh, at the time that was happening, uh, I was paying the, you know, the most amount as I possibly could. I think we were in permanent, permanent orders by then, so technically it was a little bit less. But it was still, it was still, I was living paycheck to paycheck with an overall four-week buffer between the two pay, I get paid every other week, of like 80 bucks, right? And that was with a really tight gas, you know, I, I had an allotment for everything and it wasn't like I had put a lot in the budget, you know, so it wasn't like I was like, uh, you know, $400 a paycheck for food. I was feeding everybody on like $150 every two weeks. And I mean, I was like calculating out with a calculator when I'd go to the grocery store, what it was. And then the fear part of this for me, I don't know if this will pertain to you, but for me, the issue was financial ish, financial problems are a serious issue with my job. And if they, if the work decided that I was uh, unreliable, <clears throat> untrustworthy or whatever, they could basically pull my certificate for lack of a better word uh, to, to uh, eliminate my ability to, to make money. So there was fear with that. Now for the longest time, what I would do is probably what most of you would do. I would, you know, hey, you know, I would email her when I would get this little bomb. It's like, hey, what is up with this? You need to pay your half. And it was just a, it, all this was in retrospect now, I didn't know it at the time, but at the, what I know now is it was a, a technique to try to get me to engage. It was to create drama and chaos to force me to have to talk to her. That was her that was her whole point. She didn't, and, and it wasn't to pay. I mean, it was to create the chaos and then just create the drama. I mean, I mean, there would be times where I would text her back in the day when I would do that before I understood hybrid no contact. And it would be just an exercise in frustration. I would text, she would write back saying, you know, I don't have the money or I'm trying to work on it or some stupid thing like that. And it accomplished Nothing. It accomplished nothing. I mean, there was a few times where a creditor would uh, would basically say, you know, well, the ex said you have a job and you have to pay. And if you don't pay, you could lose your job. So here, you know, send the money here, which was really, I mean, again, it, it just added to the anger and the frustration of it. And, and if you're dealing with this right now, you could be like feeling that, right? I mean, if you're still in the midst of this, what I'm saying, the words I'm speaking right now, are more than likely causing you to have an emotional reaction, a PTSD reaction. You could even say you're being triggered. I hate that word, but you know, in the situ in the sense that a real situation causes a visceral reaction within you, that's real. You know, making up some BS and saying, you know, oh, I'm triggered because of whatever. That's not that's BS, but whatever. That's a different topic. Anyways, so I tried the talking to her, the email and text. I might have even done it on the phone in the early days before I really started setting up boundaries. Then what I did uh, is 
I said, this is ridiculous. I can't keep doing this. And I sued her in small claims court. Now, I, if you're looking at the slide that I have up on the screen, it says fight it in family court and small claims court. They're going to want you to go to family court. My opinion of that is every time you walk into family court, it is dangerous because you don't know what's going to happen. I did not want to go in there and have them say, oh, well, since we're here, you know, let's review your finances or let's change things around or let's do something different. I didn't want that. Plus, I didn't want to have to, uh, to pay the, uh, you know, pay for an attorney and stuff like that. When I went to small claims court, I basically, I, well, I wanted her to pay. She didn't end up paying. She did not end up paying, let me clarify. And what ultimately happened in that regard is all I wanted was her to agree because they sent us to have a, you know, see if we could settle this in a mediation. I'm like, I want her to agree that she's going to follow the court order that she agreed to the year before, or, you know, six months before, whatever. I think it was a year. I mean, it was kind of, kind of ridiculous, but I just wanted to basically drive the point home. And that's the victory that I got. I, you know, I said, okay, fine, don't pay, you know, cause she came in and she's like, well, you owe me all of this. Cause that's what they always do, right? They always come up with something else. They try to mix, you know, mix other problems into it. And I'm like, look, the problem is we have, we have serious, and we did, we had serious medical bills and dental bills that were coming up. And, you know, I needed to know that she was going to pay her half because I could not afford thousands of dollars of stuff that was going to fall squarely on my lap. And it was a problem. So then in the course of this, what I did, and this, and this, this next phase was before I went to the, the family court, or not family court, the small claims court. So I should have had this, this area where it says get bill providers, get providers to bill separately. I did that earlier on when I was talking to some of these people and I'm like, hey, look, here's the deal, contentious divorce, uh, high conflict, she's supposed to pay half. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. Well, we'll just, we'll separate out the bills and we'll bill her for her half and we'll bill you for your half. And if she doesn't pay her half, we'll send her to collections, not you. And I'm like, thank you. Great. Um, you know, so that was, that was an interesting, interesting option. Uh, the other thing I have in here is you could try to shame them. I don't necessarily recommend this, but if for somehow, you know, you're, you're toxic ex and you know that if uh, they respond in that way, that's something to consider. I would not recommend it. And honestly, the problem with a toxic narcissistic person, not that my ex was, you know, ever diagnosed with an issue. She was not. But for somebody who follows those patterns of behaviors that are very similar to somebody with MPT, MPD, narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder, that is, uh, that's typically the type of behavior that they follow and they do. So anyways, I'm saying is if you know that that would work, that's something to consider. Uh, but you got to really be careful about it because every time you interact with these people, it creates a problem. So for instance, going back to this thing, I, I, uh, I did this, she started paying, but then she was looking for a way to get back at me. 
And it was, uh, you know, what is it, a month, a few months later, basically she tried to get the uh, retirement savings and, uh, you know, sent the court paperwork to that and there was a mistake on it and they were going to give her the entire thing. I, you know, the rumors I heard from the rumor mill, she was shopping for houses because she was going to buy a house with it and all that kind of crap. And it was incredibly stressful, which prompted me or caused me to have to basically go back to court. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. And go through a whole nother divorce. Basically, you know, new attorney. I had the same attorney. You know, she had a new attorney. And it was this, it was like a rehash. It was like, well, you're a piece of shit. And, and you, you know, you cheated Miss Butterfly out of money. Like whatever. So that went on for months and months and months. And it was just an exercise in frustration. Now, the good point is, is throughout this, she at least continued to pay the bills and, and full disclosure, I have to acknowledge the ass move that I did. Cause again, let me go back over here. I was angry. Let's see if I can get my cursor over here. I was angry. Oh, it's not going to show you. I was angry frustrated and in fear. So I was still pretty PO'd about all of this. So what happened, story time, right? What happened is after all this, she continued to pay. And what I, and I'm talking about the, the, the dick move, I guess you could say I did is I'm like, all right, fine. Cause I knew what she was going to do, right? As soon as it happened, I knew that she was going to try to bill everything she possibly could. So I did the same thing, right? Because I was like, I wanted a check from her. I was tired of sending her a check. Again, I was angry, frustrated, and bitter. So the first month, you know, I took the kids, got them their glasses, got uh, my son his orthotics. You know, I did everything I needed to do and racked up a nice bill. So when the thing came down at the end of the month and she's like, oh, um, you owe me $40, for the $80 that I spend on whatever, whatever. And I'm just pulling this out of my head. I don't remember what it was. And I, but I was wrote back and I said, Oh, cool. Well, great. See, because you know, my billing was, you know, whatever, $300, which means your half was 150. And since you say I owe you 40, that means you only owe me $110. You know, I take traveler's checks, <laughs> you know, uh, security deposits, whatever. Actually, at one point I did, uh, uh, you, you, okay. For the people who are early in this, one of the things I did do, cause she's like, well, I don't have the money for it. So I actually got one of those square things and I'm like, well, I take credit cards. I could come over right now and you could swipe and pay your half. <laughs> for some reason, she did not like that idea. <laughs> it's, I laugh at it now. I mean, it was ridiculous and it was frustrating and it just kept me stuck in the drama, which is going to lead me into my next point. And that is the perspective change, the perspective change in me, right? As this whole thing kept going on and, and just the drama, the drama with kids, stuff with, with the kids, the, with, the, with the billing, with, the, with the, the retirement savings. I mean, you name it. It was just stupid. It was just ongoing, just muck. You know, in the course of this time, that's kind of whenever I, I came up with the the hybrid no contact. I know it's a little bit like Bill yet uh, Bill Eddie Bill Eddie's stuff. Had never heard of his stuff at the time. I don't even know if his books were out. 
It's just I had to come up with a solution to save and maintain my own sanity. And I started basically disconnecting from her and giving her less of my attention and emotion. And the reason this rolls into it is because when I was talking to this person I was referencing at the beginning of this in, in the email, technically I think the ex owes me like, I think it's around $3,000 with medical billing she hasn't paid. And, and I just, I don't even, it, it I kind of care. Hey, $3,000, I could put a lift on my truck and new tire. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe it would cost more than that. But you know what I'm saying is I could, I could put that money towards something else. And the reality is, is like, okay, is it, I've switched my perspective on what's the best decision for the kids. And I started doing this earlier, uh, not early, like maybe three to four years into this, where it's like, okay, if the kids want to do something and it, it gives the ex a victory and I can say no just because I can say no, is it really worth it? And if I took that out of it and I was just making the decision for the kids, what would I do? For instance, you know, if little Timmy wanted to go on a sleepover, uh, would I care? You know, and, you know, yeah, a little bit if, if you know, you'd want to make sure that the, the other place was safe and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, <clears throat> the reality is, is that, you know, all of us without this toxic person in our lives would make different decisions and base it more on what's better, best for the kids, right? I mean, if it's like, hey, it's a trip they really want to go to, they'll get something out of it, you're going to support it. The problem is, is in our scenario, a lot of times, if it's like, well, you know, mommy in my situation, I'm just going to use it in that regard. You know, if mommy's like, well, we're, we want to do this. And it's like, well, no, I mean, that's my time. F that. And then you make, you know, then you make that decision based on the fact that you can say no, and it just causes other problems. I had another coaching client I was talking with the other day, and they were talking about the Christmas break and a trip that uh, mommy has planned. And just so you know, I'm just saying this not to not to to attack moms or anything. It's just in these particular situations, that's what the uh, that's the particular scenario. This could easily, <laughs> easily be flipped the other way if you're dealing with a toxic guy who has uh, basically been victorious in uh, turning the kids and stuff like that. Anyways, my point is this. In that discussion, they planned a trip. And his kids are excited about the trip. And I'm like, well, if they're excited about the trip, is it really worth fighting it? You know, what are you going to accomplish by fighting it? You're basically going to feed into the potential alienation that you're just being mean or you're being bitter for no apparent reason. So my, that's been my gauge for a lot of things. If the kids are really fighting, if they, let me back up. If in that scenario, if the kids were like, hey, I don't really want to go on this trip. I wanted to do something with you you know, I'm not happy about it, then fight it. If that's not the case, then it's not worth it. For instance, another example I've used in the past is that first Christmas where the ex is like, you know, oh, I'm taking the kids on Christmas back, uh, back to the Midwest. And, you know, you don't get to see your visitation and, you know, sucks to be you. 
when, when that happened and I finally interacted with the kids, they were not excited about it. They did not come bouncing through the door saying, Daddy, 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 we're so excited for Christmas. We're going to go you know, out of state and we're going to do all these things and we're, it's going to be so much fun. That's not what happened. When they walked in the door, they were really depressed and upset. And when I asked them, they said, well, this is what we're doing. I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. So I fought it and I pushed it. And, you know, that's, that was kind of been the gauge on it. And then this kind of rolls into the last part of the perspective change that, that I was talking about. I'm at the point now, and it's weird, right? You know, minus this channel is I do not want to have any interaction, any thoughts, any feelings or anything towards the X anymore. It's just not worth it. I could die tomorrow. I could go to the doctor and they could go, Ugh, you have some major problem and you know, you got 27 days to live or 27 minutes. I don't want to waste any more time that I have on her. It's, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. It affects, it affects my peace. It affects my mental headspace. Not as much anymore, but I just don't allow it, right? I mean, if I know if I, if I crawl back in the mud and I started fighting with this person, that I'm going to get muddy. And I don't want that in my life anymore. It's like if I have an hour to spend, do I want to spend it strategizing how I'm going to get back at the ex, how I'm going to make her pay, how I'm going to make her life complicated like she's made everyone else's life complicated? Or am I going to try to live the best life that I possibly can? And that's what I've chosen to do. Now, the thing I want to say on that, I know a lot of people are going to be like, but you're letting her get away with things. And now, and I'm assuming that's probably the way some of you feel because I know for me back in the day, letting her get away with anything, having everything, you know, not checking her on what she was saying or doing made it feel like, you know, hey, she's created all this pain and she's getting away with it. And I'm just, you know, I'm the only one that can cause or, or try to push some accountability. If I don't do it, no one will do it. There's some truth to that. But here's the thing. At what cost? At what cost to you is this going to cost you to play that game? And is it worth it? And I've worked with people over the years who have called me and said, we've had sessions and they're like, hey, you know, the mom again sorry you know a lot of mo i don't have all male clients but you know it's some it's a mixture but it's primarily guys there's a lot less resources for men anyways and the, the comment was hey the ex has, has changed schools for the kids and i'm really upset about it the, the, i want them to stay in school a they moved them to school b this is a deal breaker for me i need to fight this and I'm like, okay, is it, you know, is it really a deal breaker for you? Yes, yes, this is absolutely unacceptable. I have to put my foot down. I'm like, all right, well, then you, then you, you know what you need to do and you, you need to do it. They drop the bomb. They start going through court. The problem is with a toxic narcissistic person, they don't cower in the background. They don't, they don't go, oh my God, I've been caught. Please stop. 
Now, they pull out the flamethrower and try to light everything on fire. So in a subsequent conversation with this person, they're like, oh, my God, this is insane. I've dumped almost, you know, I think it was like six or seven thousand dollars in this. And and the, what they said to me was, I don't even care. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? If you don't, if you got to pick your battles, if it's not a real battle worth fighting, you can't waste your time on it. My point is this, is that a lot of times we're, we get so fixated on the first part of this about fighting it and dealing with our anger and frustration and trying to hold them accountable that we miss, we lose sight of the cost to us. I've had people throughout my life um, who've gone through divorces say similar things and I didn't get it. I had a buddy of mine you know, years ago when I was going in the early stages of mine, he was paying his ex, you know, child support and alimony. She was living with someone else, would never see the kids. And, uh, and I'm like, man, that's not right. You need to, you need to fight that. You shouldn't be paying her. And he's like, dude, or he's like, brother, I don't want to, it's like, it's, it's, it's an insurance policy. I'm paying her to, to, keep my life stable and to provide the stability for the kids. And I didn't get it at the time. It took me a few years to finally go, Oh, it's because it's not all about the money. It feels like it, but it isn't. It's about what is the cost to you and your kids? You know, I mean, I made, I'll give another example. I made a recent mistake on this. In our town, we have this thing called Wasteland Weekend. It's like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome in the desert. And uh, for some reason, the ex, this is her, you know, thing that she loves to do. And it's a big thing for her. So uh, kids were with her on that week. So she's just like, well, you have to stay with your dad. I mean, didn't even say anything to me. The kids come over, announce to me that, you know, mommy has to do this. So we have to stay with you. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm in town. It was right around, if I remember, yeah, right around Debbie's birthday, if I remember correctly. And I'm like, and I got kind of irritated. And as soon as I said something, I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have said anything. Because a toxic narcissistic person doesn't think the same way anyone else does. Any, any normal human would be like, my kids are the priority. School, you know, getting them around, doing what I need to do for them or make sure it's taken care of. And then my stuff. That's the way I've always looked at it. I would imagine most of you watching this or listening to this, if I do this as a podcast, would pretty much say the same thing. Curious, put a comment down below if that if you agree with that, that you would absolutely prioritize taking care of the stuff for your kids over uh, going to some festival. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping the answer would be yes. But if maybe I'm wrong, you know, give me your perspective. I'd love to hear it. Anyways, my point is this. As soon as I kind of pushed some pushback on it, because it caught me off guard and I was a little angry, frustrated for just about a you know short amount of time. What ended up happening is what I thought would happen because it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, crap. If I push back, the ex isn't going to do the right thing. The ex is just going to pull the kids out of school, pull the youngest out of high school. And the, and the oldest who's going to college is going to be like, hey, even though you have a disability and you can't really walk, um, you're going to have to figure out how to get to the bus stop and get to school. That's not my problem. You know, and it completely ignoring the fact that uh, the kid's already 
you know, taking this one class the last time, you know, if they f mess up this class, their ability to get their associate's degree is going to go out the window. So a lot of pressure. And that's exactly what happened. Youngest told me one day, it's like, oh, no, it's all taken care of. I'm like, oh, cool. You, so you found a way to go to school, um, you know, do the picture day for the senior, senior portraits and, and your brother is going to be able to go to college. Oh, no, um, I'm just going to do home study and stay home. And uh, we don't know about, I hadn't even thought about, you know, my brother. And I'm like, oh, geez. So well, my point is this, getting back to this perspective change. So I've started to look at things of like, what, what exactly is in the best interest for the kids to try to, to try to provide for them as best I can. Now, obviously, on the medical bills, getting rolling this back, if, if you don't have the money and you can't afford it, like back in the day, whenever I only had 80 bucks to my name at the end of the month, uh, and that meant, you know, like if I, an extra trip into town to do a medical appointment was, you know, the gas would eat into that, you know, then food, I mean, it was just, it was not good times, right? I mean, if, there, if you can't do it, then you don't, you don't do certain, certain bills, and, uh, you know, that, that's mainly the thing is, is what I've ultimately done now is I've switched my perspective to where I just, I'm like, I don't want to interact with her. I don't want to try to hold her accountable because it's just, it's like, I got, I'm at the point now where I got a year left, well, one more year, a little less than a year and family court with minor children's is over. Obviously, you know, the alimony stuff, we'll see what happens there. Actually, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But anyways, and that's the thing. It's like I prioritize. Let me back up. In the past, I prioritized holding her accountable. Making her pay. Making her feel some of the conflict and the uncomfortableness that we all were feeling. Now my priority is my peace in my own house. So when I, when something comes up, it's like, okay, how is this going to affect my situation? Obviously, if there's something going on that, that it would affect it seriously and you have to fight it, well, fine, you fight it, you know, but you have to, you have to have that perspective and be able to look at things a little differently to decide what is the right course of action. Now, I know this is a kind of a longer video. Uh, I'm curious what you think about this discussion and if this, if my thoughts on this were helpful for you at all. And if you have questions or anything you would like to uh, like me to address, drop me an email. You can send a voicemail on my website. A lot of times people do that and they ask personal stuff and it makes it a little harder to, to make that into a video, um, but that's another option as well. And on that... Don't beat yourself don't beat yourself up too much on this stuff. Understand that you're caught in the moment, but this this moment isn't your forever. And it, it was a hard time, a hard thing for me to uh, reconcile and make my peace with. So on that, uh, I am going to 
wrap things up and uh, I don't remember where all my buttons are, so I can't push those and I'll chat with you on the next one. All right, take care.